his mercy that he has kept about us. And uh, we have traveled, um, I think, in the last three weeks about uh, 3,000 miles or no closer to 4,000 miles. And um, God has been merciful to us. We hadn't had any trouble. And uh, thank God for that. And bringing us back home and allowing us to be back in the wonderful state of Texas in the great city of Silsby. Amen. Praise God. I tell you, there's a lot of beautiful places in the world. There's a lot of beautiful sights. There's a lot of things that I haven't seen yet that I'd like to see before uh, my allotted time is up in this world. But there's no place like home. Amen. There is no place like home. And uh, there's no place like the church. And it is so good to be in the church. And so good to be part of this marvelous church. And I tell you, I'll never forget the day that the Lord called me out of a world of sin into this marvelous light. You say, oh, you was born and raised in church. That's right, but I was still a sinner on my way to hell. And God had mercy on me. And uh, not only did I hear about this truth, but He revealed Himself real to me. And I am grateful and thankful for that. And I don't want to ever, ever take it lightly what God has done for me in my life. And it's so good to see all of you that are in the house of the Lord this morning. To our guests that are here, we're honored that you've come to be with us. Lord bless you uh, for being in God's house. Good to see um, Brother Bill and Sister Joyce's girls here this morning. And uh, everyone else that's in the house of God. All of you that just belong here and supposed to be here every Sunday. It's so good to see you. And um, it is uh, always good to see all of you in the house of God. And uh, thankful for Brother Duplessy uh, filling in for us Wednesday night. And uh, called and got great reports from the service Wednesday night. Thank you for your uh, faithfulness to the house of God. And uh, your response to the work of God. And Brother Duplessy preaching to you here Wednesday night. And it's good to have those who went on the cruise back home with us. And uh, always good to see people uh, able to go on vacation. But it's a lot better to see them come back home. And uh, so so good to see all of those here. And uh, celebrating last night uh, Brother Nubbin's 50th birthday. And uh, they were talking around the table about how old everybody was and I was just thankful at Brother Mark and Brother Buck and Brother Nubbin and Brother Stanley and all those guys they're a lot older than I am in fact I was just a child when they were teenagers and uh, so um, and uh, I, I um, kind of was disturbing to me the other day I was sitting at a table and with some preachers uh, I did not know very well. Some of them I just got acquainted with. And uh, so we was discussing things. And, and uh, age always comes up. And I don't know how it always comes up. But it just seems to make its way uh, to the surface. One man looked at me. He said, what are you, uh, you in your 50s? I said, um, no, I'm not. And that's not a good way to get acquainted with people either. But <clears throat> so um, 
I was sitting there talking to another preacher, and he said, uh, my wife was sitting across the table from me. He said, uh, I know your daughters came, but did your wife come? I said, yes, sir, you've never met my wife? He said, no, I've met your daughters before, but I've never met your wife. I said, well, that's Jody Looper right there. She's my wife. He said, oh, my Lord, I thought that was your daughter. Well, I guess worse things in life could happen, but that's a pretty hard blow, I tell you. <clears throat> and, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, uh, I guess I can be thankful for a young-looking wife as she walks in the door. Everybody take a look at her. Don't... <laughs> I don't know if she looks young or I just look extremely old, so... <laughs> That could go either way. But uh, anyway, I'm thankful um, for the blessings of the Lord. We had a great youth camp there in Missouri. And uh, first time I've ever uh, been there. And uh, it all was very well. And had a great time in the Lord. And uh, I told them, they said, where, where were you at? I said, well, I got to nowhere. And when I got to nowhere, I went 10 miles further. And when I got there, I was there. And uh, wherever that is, I'm not sure where it's at, uh, but I was hoping that GPS wasn't wrong because I was on a road that I didn't know how it would be possible to turn around. But I'm thankful for God's blessings, thankful I did not know that um, you could listen Thursday night, but the ones who did complimented me, thank you very much, and uh, thankful for the presence of the Lord and the lives that was touched, and I pray that something that we said would be effective in some young person's life. And uh, so we want to be uh, praying uh, this week is a very uh, busy week and uh, a week of celebration. And uh, Friday is July the 4th and uh, such a wonderful holiday, a time to get away. People will be taking a long weekend. And uh, so there will be a lot of people celebrating in the wrong way, and we want to pray for God's protection and ask God to protect everyone uh, that will be out and about on the ground and whatever you might be doing, that God would keep us safe and uh, safe from all of those who uh, think that the only way to celebrate is lose your mind. And uh, so, so many of them lose their mind and then shortly after lose their life. And unfortunately for them and for us also that it puts uh, people that are innocent in danger. And so we pray for God's protecting hand over all of us and all of our families that God would bring us back to this place safe and uh, keep his hand about us. Nothing wrong with having a good time. Be very careful and uh, be very safe and watch out for the other guy because some of them won't be able to watch out for you. And then uh, a week from Monday, uh, junior camp starts. And uh, so we're looking forward to a great time in the Lord. I encourage all of our junior campers to sign up. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk, and I ask you to sign up for that. And uh, we'll be collecting money for that. And uh, so we ask you to do that where we can get all the information I'll have. Uh, some medical forms tonight 
for you to fill out or your parents to fill out. This is what I ask you to do. I know it's a big joke to a lot of people. And uh, I, we place these sign-up sheets on the welcoming desk for people to sign up that are going to be obligating themselves to do something, to go somewhere, or to take part in a project that we're doing. I ask all of you that think it's funny to go back there and draw little signs and, and scribble people's name off of the paper and draw little uh, notes above their name and change their name. I ask you don't do that. And uh, that's very rude. It's disrespectful. I know it's all fun and fun and games, but don't do that. And uh, because we have to put out new papers there and start over again. And uh, so help us with that. Again, I would, I would also remind you that the items that are there on the welcoming desk, such as cards, ink pens, and papers that we have for visitors, are for outreach purposes. And uh, if you are needing them for outreach, please take all that you can possibly uh, put out. But when we put ink pens out, I ask you, don't just grab a handful of ink pens and throw them in the trash a few days later. Those cost money, and uh, so help us with that. And uh, they're there for a purpose and not just to be taken lightly. So all of that said and done, let's have church today. And uh, so we're looking forward to a great time of the Lord in uh, youth camp. I encourage you, if you have a junior camper or if you have a senior camper... Parents, parents, I encourage you to, to press on them to go. It is a great time in life. It is a life-changing experience uh, for so many people and so many of us that have went. Our lives has forever been changed and uh, we are, we are uh, looking forward to a great time this year. Great preaching and uh, it's not but... Um, I think 150 miles or even less to the campground where we're having it this year. I would encourage you adults, if you possibly can, make the trip over to a night service or to a day and spend the day with us and see what's going on. And um, if you would like, if some of you have RVs that you would like to take over there, they have a real nice campground. You will need to call them and uh, make reservations for that if they have any spaces left. And uh, we just have a great time. It's great fellowship, great preaching, great move of the Lord, and a whole lot of fun. And uh, we want to encourage you all to go, and we'll have a great time in the Lord. All of our campers, get ready and uh, to have a great time this year at youth camp. And then between youth camp, uh, we got a youth trip. So the uh, three weeks in July, we'll be out through the week, but I'll be here on the weekend. And uh, so it's good. I was supposed to be out this week, but I'm going to stay home this week and uh, have a great time at home uh, for a week. And uh, so we'll, we'll look forward to being around here at home. So if you have your Bibles today, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. And uh, we'll read from the Word of the Lord there in verse number 12. Corinthians 13 and verse number 12. And I'll try my best to give you what the Lord, I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart this morning for this service. And uh, 
I uh, appreciate the singing this morning, and then uh, Sister Tammy's singing kind of went along with what I have to say to you this morning. 1 Corinthians 13 and 12, the scripture says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. The scripture tells us, the apostle writing to the church at Corinth, he says, a lot of these things you can't understand right now. You're looking through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, he said, now I know in part, there's just things and circumstances I know parts of. But then shall I know even also I am known. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning from this subject. And I may not get through uh, this morning. But I will uh, stop if I'm uh, running low on time. Of course I'm starting a little early. So we got plenty of time today. Everybody get a good breakfast this morning. Everybody feeling Nobody's hungry this morning. We can just go and go and go and go. I promise not to do so, but uh, if I don't get through, I'll finish up later, even maybe so tonight. But I have felt this on my heart. I want to try to uh, deliver it to you if I can this morning. I don't know how much preaching or teaching or whatever. And uh, I'll try um, not to skin all the goats this morning. But I'm going to try to feed the sheep today. But I want to talk to you about trust. Trust. Trust is a very large subject when you talk about trust. It deals with a lot of, lot of different aspects of our life. And uh, a lot of different areas of our life. What is trust? When you look at the word trust, it has a lot of different meanings. But when we use the word trust in the sense that I trust you. It simply means that we believe and are convinced in their integrity. And we believe and are convinced in their strength. And we believe and are convinced in their ability. And uh, we are uh, believed and convinced of their surety. Of a person or a thing. It is just simply having confidence in someone. And uh, so when we trust you and when we say, I trust you. Anybody ever seen someone that you said, those people's just not trustworthy? That means that uh, you can't rely on them. And uh, they don't have a lot of integrity and uh, they don't have a lot, uh, you, don't, you don't put a lot of trust in their strength. And they are not a sure person. And uh, it's just something that we don't trust. There has is, there is, uh, been different times that, that uh, you ever climbed up on a ladder that you was not real sure of. And you said, man, I don't trust this ladder. I just don't know about this ladder. And... and uh, so you get down off of that shaky ladder and you try to find something that you can have confidence in. Something that uh, 
you could trust. Jesus, from the very beginning of His ministry, was trying to teach His disciples that He was trustworthy, that He was someone that you could put your trust in. Now they trusted Him enough to uh, forsake all and begin to follow Him. Even in one place, the Scripture tells us that they were discussing situations and uh, and problems and and uh, different people's uh, philosophies and different people's ideas. Now, I'm going to pause for a moment, and I do apologize, but this sounds very Brother Duplissy-like. But Brother Justin, it's good to see you in church today. And um, Brother Justin's been working a, a shutdown for the last five weeks or so and good to see him able to be in the house of God now what I said that I'd never do I just did I'm going to get back to my word of God this morning now (coughs) as my daddy would say quit acting like duplicy and preach but there is they they even went as far as to say now now where does these people rank and um in your kingdom. And uh, Jesus went to telling them. They said the, the uh, greatest shall be the least. And the least shall be the greatest. And one even wanted. And, and his mother even came and said. Lord if they would sit on the right hand. If they would be your man. If they would be the one that you would ultimately put in charge. And uh, then he tells them this story about. The importance of just not worrying about where you're going to fit in, but just do the will of God. And then they asked the question, not really getting the message, they asked the question, Lord, we have forsaken all and followed you. Now, now what is going to be our reward? What are we going to get for this? And, and so it, it lets us know that they were committed, that they left their jobs, uh, they left their homes. Now, we do know that they returned every once in a while. You say, how, how do I know that? I know that because the Apostle Peter talks about them going to his mother-in-law's house and she was sick and the Lord healed her and raised her up. Now, some people are under the impression that's a prayer that the Apostle Peter never prayed. Now, y'all can think about that later. But, <clears throat> just want to see how much you're listening. And some of you is not listening real close today. But there is, there is the ability to trust. And I, I have seen people that have... How many has ever, ever had your trust broken? Anybody ever, ever broken your trust? Somebody that you had confidence in let you down? Somebody that told you they was going to do something, didn't do it? Somebody disappointed you in life? How many has ever had anybody to borrow money from you and never pay you back? Amen. Broken trust. And so, when your trust is broken, it makes you very hesitant sometime to put your trust in someone else. Amen. It makes us always question, if you're not very careful, two or three times of this happening, you question everybody's motive. Now, now, what's the reasoning behind this? Why, why do they want to do this? And 
And uh, it, it even gets so bad when someone comes up and compliments you, you say, yeah, right, just like the other person loved me so much. And uh, just like someone else uh, thought so much of me and took advantage of me. And so we start, if, if it's not, if we're not very careful in our life, we get, uh, what do they call it, cynical and we get just bitter and not believing and not having trust or confidence in anyone until that makes you totally miserable in life. And uh, <clears throat> I believe it was <clears throat> Brother Duplessis' brother that made this statement. He said he don't trust or think that anyone is a good person. So when he meets you, he don't think you're a good person. So if he finds out you're a good person, he's pleasantly surprised. And so a lot of people go through life that way because there is situations that they have justified themselves to get to that place. And they have justified themselves to get to that point in life to where... Now, some of you might be quiet this morning and not really acting like you know what I'm talking about. But you got something spinning inside of your brain today that... That reminds you, yeah, yeah, that happened once in my life. All of us have been to that place. Some people have been let down by their spouse. Some people have been let down by their parents. And some people have been let down by a very dear friend. Some people's been let down by kinfolk. Some people has even been let down and disappointed by the ministry. And so in areas of our lives, we have found places where we have put our trust in something. Anybody ever put your trust in a vehicle that lets you down? Amen. Uh, some, uh, something uh, so far, and I'm thankful uh, that this has never happened. I've put my trust in a lot of airplanes that have always kept me up, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, what I am worried about is one letting me down one day, a little fast. And uh, so, so we have put our trust, all of us has trust enough that I guess pretty much all except the ones that live here at the property have put our trust in a vehicle to get us from point A to point B. And then when we leave this service uh, today, we're going to get in that vehicle and trust it to carry us to some other place and then we are going to trust the key that we put in the door to unlock the door so we have trust but but the first time that you drove in a vehicle that broke down and left you stranded on the side of the road a, a flat that left you out there on the side of the road did you say in your mind I'll never get in another vehicle no, we said we're going to get it fixed. I'll be in it again tomorrow, hopefully. Or we call the shop and say, how long is it going to take you? Because I've got to have that. And see, so we can forgive things that did not meet up to our expectations. We can forgive someone that has let us down. Amen. We can push things aside and still again 
after repentance of that person, put our trust in them again. And that is what so many people fail to do is when they get hurt and when they, when they experience something that is not pleasant in their life, so many times they guard their heart. And they say, I'll never let anybody... Now, this has nothing to do with where I'm going this morning. But I just feel the Lord leading me in this direction. So we're going to take a little time. They guard their heart and they build up a wall of resistance and say, No, I'm never going to love again because my love was taken advantage of. I'm never going to trust again because my trust was taken lightly. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. I've been injured. What more can you give a person than your trust? And your confidence. Everyone that has entered into a marriage relationship gives a person their trust. And so many, so many times that trust is broken. And people guard themselves and say, I'm never going to move past this point. I'm never going to move beyond this point because I've been hurt. Let me talk to you just a few minutes, if you will. I may not be speaking to everybody, but I feel the Lord leading me right now. That we have guarded ourselves, and we have built a wall of resistance and say, No, you will never get another chance to hurt me again. And I want to tell you, as long as you have that, and you keep it shut up, and you keep it closed up. What does a wound need to heal? It has to have air. It has to be able to breathe. There is times where you cover it up. And then there is times where you have to expose it. And open it up where you will allow it to heal. When you have an infection that is... That is covered over. What does a doctor do? He has to lance that. He has to cut it open to let the hurt, what is hurting you, the poison that is corrupting your spirit, it has to come out. Just because you got hurt doesn't mean that you live in that the rest of your life. Just because you got let down does not mean that you are never to heal again, but you're always to go around carrying that burden. People that have been hurt by their parents, it affects their entire life because they never allow it to come out. God forbid, but children that have been molested by relatives live in turmoil the rest of their life. And what are they told? You've got to get it out. You've got to get past this. But they live in fear. It affects their marriage because they're scared to totally put their trust in someone because the person that they trust the most took advantage of them and hurt them. And so it affects their life. So it, it goes with them, haunting them pressuring them and some of you may have even experienced these haunting things so you know what i'm telling you is the truth 
But there comes a place where you've got to say, Hey, I know I was hurt by someone that I love. I know that I was hurt by someone that I put my trust in. But I have got to open up if I'm going to move on in life. People are people. People's always been people. People are going to fall. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to come up short. People are going to do things that are not right. But you have got to allow people that have done so to repent. And you have got to build your trust again. In that person to believe that they're able, with the help of God, to change and to move on. Can I encourage people that may have been hurt in relationships? You can say, I was hurt so I'll never trust again. You'll be a miserable person the entire, the rest of your entire life. Until you learn how to put your trust, forgive, and move on. You say, what if they do it again? There is no, no assurity that even if you move far beyond where you're at now, that you will never be affected by someone that you have put your trust in that lets you down. But you have got to say, okay, God, I'm going to open up and I'm going to allow you to touch my life. I, I promise you today, this, I, I had no idea that I, no, no thinking that I would go this direction, but the Lord has just laid this on my heart just as I go, the more it opens up to me about our trust, our trust issues and and I, I, I have seen people that has worked with broken trust that those who were able to open up, get it out, and move on with life has, has lived happy lives. Sure, they wished it never would have happened, but things happen in life. Mistakes are made. But I have seen those who closed up their heart and said, uh-uh, no ma'am, no sir, you'll never hurt me again. You'll never do that to me again. And so they keep... a guard about them and their whole life is affected and their whole life is miserable i have seen people that have been hurt their trust has been broken by the ministry that they say i can never go back to church because the preacher let me down let me inform you preachers are human just like you're human they just have a different call than what you have there's preachers that have made mistakes. There's preachers that's done things that they should not have done. But that does not mean that you can never put your trust in anyone again. If you're going to get from here to glory, you're going to have to learn how to open up your heart and say, Preacher, work with me. Help me. Amen. Trust is something that leaves you open to disappointment. But it also brings you from disappointment to happiness. Do you realize how miserable your life would be without a car? 
You realize how miserable it'd be without air conditioning? How many air conditioners ever broke? They break at inopportune times. They seem to break in the middle of the night. They seem to break when you're going to have company over. They seem to break at just not the perfect... They could break in the middle of winter. You don't need them then. But they let you down at the worst moment. But you know what you do? You go back and get it fixed and turn that thing back on and say, Oh, thank you God, it works. Do you realize how miserable you would be if you say, No, that air conditioner broke, so I'll never trust another air conditioner again. How foolish that is. And that's as foolish as that is. It's just as foolish to say, A person let me down so I trust nobody. You're going to live a miserable life. You're going to live a wretched life. You're going to live a horrible life. By allowing that to lead you and dictate you into what kind of person you can be. People that do not trust are miserable people. Amen. Trust. You've got to put your trust in something. Trust opens you up. To hurt. But then again, it brings you to joy. I feel like we need to pray right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, God, you know what you're doing, Lord, because I don't know where you're going. I don't know, God, I just feel like I'm I'm just out trying to follow after you this morning, Lord. I pray, God, that you would touch every heart in this place right now. God, that you would move in every life. You know what every person is going through in this house this morning. Come on, lift up your voice to the Lord right now. You know every need today, God. I know, Jesus, that that you're smarter than I am. You know what you're doing, God, and I pray... That you let the Holy Ghost move in this place right now. I pray, God, that you would step into this house. Touch every heart. Touch every life. Move in every soul today, God. Oh, Holy Ghost, we need you right now. I want somebody just to open up and reach out to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost touch right now, God. Holy Ghost move in the life right now, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, break every chain, God. Lord Jesus, every chain that the devil has put on people's lives and people's hearts today. God, everything that they have wrapped around them trying to protect themselves from hurt. God, I pray that you would help that person to open up this morning. Open up that guarded door and allow you to step inside and take control and move right now. Holy Ghost, in the 
name of Jesus, I pray for the delivering power of God right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel God wanting to step inside your caged heart to open you up and say, Hey, let me fix the problem. Hey, let me fix that trust problem. Hey, let me have that hurt. Let me have that hurt right now. Jesus name, Jesus name, Jesus name, Jesus name, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, I don't know why, what happened to you happened, I can't explain, I can't explain it away, I can't see into it and say why did it happen, why did it go on, why did you have to experience this, why did you have to experience the hurt, the grief, the turmoil, the pain, I don't know that, but I do know this, that there is a great God of heaven in this house today that wants to open up your heart and to do heart surgery on you today to help you realize there is a remedy for your hurting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, you can trust again. Yes, you can have confidence again. Yes, you can have peace again. But it's up to you to open up and let God move in. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You don't understand what I've gone through. You don't understand the agony. You've never been there. What I am thankful to God today is I don't have to go through everybody's problems to be able to preach about a God that's able to deliver you. I don't understand and I don't know why. But all I can tell you is God's in the house this morning. And He's in this place to heal hurting hearts. He's in this place to move in hurting lives right now. You know that God is talking to you today. But as sure as the Scripture says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, I will come in to him. God is knocking on your heart's door today. He said, let me fix that trust problem. Let me open you up. I might have to cut open the wound to allow the poison to come out, but... But we got to get this problem taken care of. You've got to learn how to love again. You've got to learn how to trust again. You've got to learn how to have confidence again. You'll never have any peace until you get this stuff out of your life. 
Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody in the house this morning that you felt the Lord. God just has this service ordained for someone in this place right now. That you felt that God is talking to you. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I've got a guard up. I've made up in my mind you'll never do it again. It'll never happen again. I'm not going to allow it again. I've built up a wall of resistance. I'm never going to trust again. I'm always going to keep up my guard. I'm always going to keep you just at, at arm's reach. Just stay away from me. Because you're not going to do it. Stay away from me. Get away from me. No friends. No peace. No hope. Because everybody's out to get me. Pain is on every corner. God wants to open you up today. If you feel like the Lord is reaching out to you this morning why don't you why don't you just step out as we all stand this morning i don't want everybody running to the altar this morning just because it's a place to kneel down but first i want to open this up to people that you have felt like god has talked to you this morning i've got a problem i can't seem to get over i got a hurt i can't seem to get past i got something i can't seem to move out of the way let me bring you good news today god has stepped into this service this morning to help you and to give you deliverance Would you step out from where you're standing? As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I know every one of us could come to the altar at this particular time because all of us has dealt with issues such as this. But I want somebody to step out right now. The church would pray, don't stop praying. Somebody reach out to God. Just keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. Why don't you make your way to this altar this morning? Why don't you say, God, you've talked to me today. God, you've reached out to me today. God, I want to open up to you today. God, I want to allow you to fix me. Hallelujah. Come on, pray church. Pray church. There's a war going on right now. There's a battle raging. The devil's saying, oh no. No, people look at you. Who cares? It's time for deliverance. It's time for a break. It's time to be set free. It's time for the healing process to start. Oh, God, would you come today? Come on, would you move today? Would you step out from where you're standing right now? Would you make your way to this front right now? Would you say, God, I need help. God, I'm going to open up my heart to you. I'm going to allow you in places that you haven't been recently. I'm going to allow you to fix me, God. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. You say, why, why are you holding everybody out? I'd like to come with everybody else. I'd like to make a move when everybody else makes a move. It's a matter of trust. It's a matter of trusting Him. It's a matter of allowing the devil to know, hey devil, I'm serious about deliverance. I'm serious about making a change. I don't want this to haunt me no more in my life. I'm going to wait just a few more moments. Everybody still keep your head bowed. Keep your eyes closed. Raise your voice unto the Lord. Raise your voice unto God. Oh, hallelujah. You can trust Jesus today. You can trust Jesus today. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice, church. Come on, could I get a prayer warrior to help me break through these chains this morning? Could I get someone to travail before God this morning? Somebody needs deliverance today. There's somebody that's needing a touch from God right now. Hallelujah! Jesus! 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 Jesus work Jesus work Jesus work break the chains God break the chains today God break the chains today God break the chains come on that's it that's it that's it men don't be ashamed it takes a man it takes a real woman to realize hey I've got to open up and let God work Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if the church would gather around right now, if you'd make your way to this front, find one of these there in altar. Now, don't come pray for yourself because you didn't need any prayer. You find one of these that's in the altar and say, Hey, God help them. God help my brother. God help my sister right now. Oh, hallelujah. Let a cry go forth. Let a cry go forth. Come on, ladies, get around this altar. Get around these that's in the altar. Come on, men. Find somebody to pray for. Come on, men. Make your way right up here. Give me some men right up here in the front. Come on, men. Come around this altar. Pray for these men that's here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, work right now. Work right now. Work right now.